terrible vibes. Just, just <laughs> terrible. And that's, that it, you can tell because Iowa covered by a lot. Ruining any, uh, USC too. USC moved up in the rankings. This is not a football podcast. <laughs> I'm Jesse. I'm in a bad mood. As, as borne out by our vibe parlay, failing mightily, like at least we banked a dollar. It was uh, 39 to 22. So that was a little interesting. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, as an SEC fan, those are the moments that you live for if you're a fan of anyone right now but Georgia or Alabama. You're just looking for those moments of weakness of like, well, they didn't totally walk all over. This, yeah, and I mean, they did beat Oregon. Team. They beat yeah. Oregon 49 to 3. Um, so I was, I was juggling between um, like, Going out, running errands, watching the Yankees game, uh, Texas, Texas, Tex, which high yeah. comedy. Oh, yeah. That. Like, it's just, I, I am a, I'm extremely pro, uh, pull down the goalpost. Yes. Storm the field. <laughs> that is the official position of this entire show. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> goalposts are not sacred. So, but it was just, it was particularly good because, like, the, Second, the clock ran. You can be. You're like, oh, those those goalposts have no chance, no chance. They're they're done. And it was like, they were the the one on the near side was like wobbling immediately as people came up, like came onto the field. It was pretty great. Love to see it, and, and you love to see because there is, um. You know, like in, in goalpost technology, there is a difference in like how you install them. You can like, you know, much like pants, um, you, you can have like a tearaway goalpost kind of, <laughs> and they well, go down, they go down easier. Okay. So that's a good question. Cause I noticed, I noticed that someone, and I couldn't tell who it was. It looked like they were in a, like in a team staff, like game day staff, pull, mm-hmm. pulling the like padded, um, that like padded wrap that's at the bottom of the goalpost. Yeah, like, those are expensive. Pull, the pulling that off uh, like immediately. The world's fanciest gym mat. That's yeah, the world's fanciest gym mat. Like he was, he was on it. His dude was running over there immediately. Like, nope, this has got to go. This has got to go. So yeah, the I, I don't know. Just a hunk of metal. Right. Like, no, no, we can replace this. But it was very funny because it was just so clear that it was like, no, this is. This is a, a fate accompli, as it were, and that nobody's gonna, nobody's going to get in the way of these goalposts coming down and these kids storming the field, and we're just going to let it happen. That that is the smart way to do it because you get everybody out of there faster. The goalposts go right. down. The whole thing is over faster. A lot right. of schools they they ground in the goalposts. Um, I think it's a little bit less common because it it you know makes your stadium harder to be multi-purpose if you have mm-hmm. goalposts that can't be easily removed anyway. Um, and I think that that's something that like, for one thing, like they're not designed to tear away. So when they do come down, it's because they are breaking and (laughs) (laughs) unpredictably so And there are a lot more injuries. And and that is, I think part of why you've seen over the years, like as newer stadiums are built, um, you know, both for the multi-purpose and for the safety, uh, the tear away goalposts and really we should bring that idea back to pants too. Like that's, um, I always like those NBA warm up suits. Like, yeah, I had the Knicks jacket. Um, I wanted the pants to go with them really so did. bad. So I could wear and, that. And I, I just suit. love, yeah, exactly. I was going to say, I love the, the, the aesthetic of it. Right. I feel like I would have to make that noise when I took them off. Like this, yeah. The sound effect is really important to like the whole process. I think. Yes, absolutely. I think the football equivalent that's got to come back for this is like the the winter cape. Yes, the capes are incredible. The capes yeah. are yeah. incredible. They are. There's just there's something very uh, both hysterical and kind of appropriately imposing of like yeah, especially like a a big guy. Yeah. 
I don't think we have cape capability yet at willitspen.com. We should. We should. We should look into that. Maybe we can make bespoke capes. Yeah. We'll just we, sew your... Yeah, we, we do have an Etsy page that was immediately suspended for... Um... Oh, God. <laughs> awesome. Just, just immediately right out of the gate. Uh, we were too hot for Etsy. <laughs> That's, uh, I've oh seen some God. stuff on Etsy, and let I, me tell you, I, I don't know that we were too hot for it. Yeah, that seems uh, suspect. I've seen no, the, the, weird the things. problem was like, they were like, you have to pay your bill and oh. for listing things. And I was like, I linked a credit card to this, and my account is showing a balance of zero. Why are you saying I haven't paid a bill? They were like, we will take seven days to review your appeal. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? So oh, we're not oh. off to the best start with Etsy. Uh, <laughs> we got our record. Uh, but as oh. uh, the, the Toronto Blue Jays have escaped in an inning, which means that Aaron Judge will bat um, leading off the bottom of the eighth. Again, this is not a football podcast, so we'll talk about baseball. The, the <laughs> TV is right in front of me. <laughs> yeah, uh, my, mine is also literally on in eyeline, just muted. So we, I know we do... the way my luck goes. That I will be mid sentence and he will hit a home run. Like that's yeah. how this is inevitably going to work. I, I saw Tr- Jose Trevino grounding out and I was just like, ooh, the judge will be up, but there were two outs. Um, so we'll stay tuned for that later in this Not a Football podcast. <laughs> Truly being living up to our name. Um, we do have a game to play this week and, and it involves um, games. We mentioned Oregon. Uh, we mentioned. Mentioned Alabama and, and Georgia up at the top before as well. The rankings this week, we all know that rankings mean diddly poo, um, to quote the great Jim Mora. However, I think that there is you know something valuable in understanding what the consensus is, much like what the gambling odds tell us that when you know when Clemson says nobody believed in us, we can say, well, your asses didn't cover. Uh, seven out of the ten games that we played, <laughs> that we were right to not believe in you, and then you got smoked by Georgia. Um, yeah, how that's gonna go? We know exactly. what it is at, at the top. It's Georgia and Alabama. The winner of the, the whoever's the best team in the SEC is the dumber one team. It's Ohio State and Michigan, three and four. Whoever is the best team in the Big Ten is the third best team. No longer Notre Dame, though. So that's. Right. Sorry, sorry, Grace. Right, Notre sorry, Dame. Sorry, I brought it up. They they are punted. They are a non-factor this season. So Oklahoma quickly. is now out of the mix as well. We'll get to that. Yeah. You've got Clemson at number five because they're Clemson. We know they're good, but they're not in the SEC. They're not in the Big Ten. And they almost lost to Wake Forest. Wake Forest is pretty good. They are, which is weird. I'm still yeah. adjusting to this. It's it's yeah, a strange that is thing. A I, very very confusing reality. Yeah, it is like, uh, when did this happen and why? Yeah. But also, Wake Forest, like, just as an institution, is extremely weird. Like, I don't yeah. know if you have been, like, to their campus or, like, to... I actually, uh, I, 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 I went to a, like, I don't know what to call this camp. My parents sent me to a special camp called Super Camp. When I was, that's what it was called. Awesome. When I was, let's see, it's an international educational summer camp. Um, sure. <laughs> so I that went to that. That is absolutely like, the right, sort of thing I would have signed up for as a child. Yeah. And my parents were like, you want to go to this? And I was like, no. And then they were like, you need to go. And it was at Wake Forest. <laughs> so I went there before high school and did super camp. Fun. Wait, when... Uh, so the, when were the, you in, in Winston-Salem area? I had to fly to go to this camp. So this was like 2001, oh. 2000, 2001 maybe, I think. So, or 2000. So our paths did not, did not really cross. My one trip to Winston-Salem was in the uh, spring of 2000. Yeah, close though. We yeah. Were, we were close. Yeah. yeah. Very, very weird time. Um, so covered uh, the men's basketball tournament. Oh, nice. I was a child. I, literal child. <laughs> I, I lived in I was North in college. I was, I was a sophomore actually covering my own college 
for the college paper. I was an awkward 13 or 14 year old. And <laughs> I, I was, I was like, an awkward uh, 19, almost, almost 19 year old. And um, to bring this back to uh, college and, and weird things, um, shared the hotel sauna steam room with um, the Lamar Cardinals mascot. She was not in, in suit at the time. Um, that would have been awesome, though. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Yeah, that Wake, that Wake Forest mascot's just weird. Creeps mm, me out so nope. bad. He, Don't he like was it. thankfully not there. That's um, good. He scares me. I have me. been up close with Purdue Pete, and he is as scary in person as he is in every <laughs> other medium. Okay, so we have we have Clemson at five. We know that Clemson is Clemson. Aside. USC... I don't know how USC got up to number, like moved up to number six after, again, screwing us and not covering against Oregon State. Their vibes are terrible, and I'm ter- I'm I'm annoyed to see them at number six. I eagerly await Lincoln Riley's downfall. It happens every year. <laughs> Those top six teams, the coaches and the AP agree. Those are one, two, three, four, five, six. There are three other teams that they agree on. Your your challenge is to, uh, you know, by asking a series of questions or however you want to go about this, determine those other three teams. I will tell you that those teams are number 10, number 17, and number 24. Those all feel about right for what those teams are just like in your mind's eye, except that the order isn't quite right for what they are in the mind's eye of 10, 17, and 24, of just like a general vibe of these programs. Okay. So I feel like I cheated because I already had these rankings open when we started, so I had a spoiler. Um, Let's start with the spoiler, because that might help. This is a- I would say, I do not have them open, so I get- I get to be the, the the blind tester in this scenario, I guess. Yeah. You said 10. 10 and 17. Yeah. And 24. These are all... It feels like the 90s. They're all power five. Two of them are from the same conference. I'm going to guess just absolutely off the top of my head. Is 10 Kansas? Kansas is not ranked. How in, they still... in either poll. How the mighty have fallen. That, Kansas is 4-0 and and unranked, getting no respect. How? how? They beat I mean, like, I understand Duke. how, but also how. They're rolling. Yeah. What is the, what is the Cleveland Guardians thing? <laughs> you don't have to believe in this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I will say this. Kansas... Uh, Kansas, I, th- I think, was 26 in both. Um, so you're, yeah, you're on sense. track there. And interestingly, uh, the 25 teams, Kansas State is 25 in the AP, Syracuse is 25 in the coaches. Um, they are both you know, also in the also receiving votes and 30th in their respective. Um, Syracuse is 30th in the AP, Kansas State, 30th in the coaches um, when you get down to the the real nitty gritties, but everyone agrees who is number 24. And this is, this is a team the, that is two of the three were the same conference. Number 24. Um, yes. You hear that this team is number 24. You're like that sounds about right. They're number 24. <laughs> Probably lost a game. They're probably going to fuck up somebody's season real bad. Because <laughs> now they're 24. They're not like, if they were, if they were 10. Also, this applies to the team that's 10. They're in for a fall. Uh, their conference rival. These teams might play each other. I don't know if they play each other at some point. They are conference rivals, 10 and 24. Uh, let's see here. Are we going to spoil it yet? There's something that stands out here for me that is not these two. More of a look back. And I don't think that will spoil it, as Britt may be still thinking about it. 
I think it's so interesting to see Tennessee on here. It's crazy. Yes. I needed to give more clues. If I tell you that number 10 in the country right now is is uh, NC State, uh, Britt, could you tell me, would that okay. help you to tell who their conference rival is at number 24? Uh, Maryland? These, these teams... Uh, Maryland, not an ACC team anymore, technically. Oh, shit. I forgot they... I'm but, so used to uh, that being... In that these teams month. last played in football on October 30th, 2020. Uh, it was a 30-29 to 29 final score, uh, NC State, beating this team, going on the road. Um, it, it is unclear if they play again this year. The name of the stadium where uh, where this game happened has changed. That is another clue. All right, so NC State plays... Ooh, they play Clemson on Saturday. Gee whiz. Ooh, 10 versus 5. That'll be where NC... Yeah, we're talk, this time about NC State getting the fall. Uh, it, that'll right. be it, where... It, <laughs> You, you no, know number 10 happen. NC State ain't beating Clemson. Number 24, no. this team might. Uh, they do not play NC State this year. Do they usually? Despite being in conference. Mm, interesting. So I guess they are in the other division. They must be. Maybe they'll both yeah, meet up. Maybe they, they will see each other in, in the title yeah. game. Come in full circle. NC State four and zero, zero and zero in conference. Uh, this team three and one, the number twenty four team in the country is three and one. Also, has not played a conference game. Um, however, they have. Why am I getting their twenty nineteen schedule on Google? That is truly unhelpful. They were uh, twenty one <laughs> point winners this week to get. They were twenty four earlier this season. In fact, it appears that doesn't make sense. That's crazy. No, Google's just screwing around. <laughs> Google's a lie. Over and over and over again. Their one loss was to a, a top 10 team now. And I'll Sorry, tell you wait, the number 20, 19 team that we haven't zeroed in on at all is Texas A&M. Gigum, 17. Is, is 24 Pitt? It is. There you go. <laughs> nice. I was like, wait, it's, who's going to ruin someone's life? Oh, yeah. clearly. Exactly. <laughs> We live in a spite-based sport. <laughs> we do. We do. And speaking of spite, nobody spites like Lane Kiffin. You might say that's his secret. <laughs> He's Brit's mom. He's been spited. And <laughs> she despises him. Right. She has spite and for him. A, and she's a Florella. That just tells you how bad well, it is. Not a football podcast this week is brought to you by lanesecret.com. That's lanesecret.com, where you'll find hats and such that say such things as Transfer Portal, The Sip, and Juice. Juice, of course, being Lane Kiffin's dog. Lanesecret.com will get somebody to record these for real, and it will be funnier. (laughs) Uh, But all this was was part of kind of wake-up call week four. If you want to put a W in front of it to yeah. alliterate it. Um, yeah. And the polls disagree on them too. Uh, 14 with the AP. The coaches really love Lane now. He's number 11. That's all the coaches just have the utmost respect <laughs> for the job that Lane Kiffin does year in and year out. He's <laughs> great. At explaining. He's very popular among his fellow coaches. Um, I'm pretty excited about this weekend. Now that they're actually playing a ranked team. It'll be good. Who are they playing this week? Kentucky. Who's number seven? Number seven, Kentucky. That's something that's gonna stay the case. <laughs> I, I don't I don't like living in a world where both Kentucky and Tennessee are good. It's just it's weird and confusing it's for weird. me. Yeah, Tennessee it's not... very confusing. Wait, 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 wait. Tennessee is number eight in the country. Yeah. Are they Good. Define good. <laughs> How do we know? 
Uh, I just look like they. I did catch a little bit of Florida, Tennessee, like among the very little bit that I got to see this weekend. Um, even while winning, Josh Heupel just gives me a vibe of. Boy, I'm, I'm just I'm just gonna wait till something goes wrong, and then I'm either gonna fix it immediately or make it much much worse. Yeah, I mean, like it's, it's coming, it's coming. Like yeah. it'll either, the problem will either be something that he knows how to fix, or he is going like it's it's a it's a busted thing on a truck, like a. <laughs> but I don't know anything about trucks, so I'm, I'm making a, a bad <laughs> analogy here. But, like you, you like get some kind of, yeah. You, know, you you hit something, you run over, and you think like, oh, okay, I can fix this, and and then um, you know. it is a weird thing. Like it's just there's, it's, and it's not even about like coaching talent. There's just something about it uh, that is just it's a little bit like watching a dog walk on its hind legs or something. Like it's just, <laughs> it's just, it's just off. And and I think this is someone who watched Jim McElwain uh, coach Florida, and it was a little bit like that the entire time, where it's like you're not terrible at this, but it's all this is also not right either. Yeah, yeah, it's it's tough too because no matter how like whatever Tennessee's ceiling is right now is still below the Alabama, Georgia floor. Yeah. So absolutely. it's just, I don't know what you do about that. Like, you know, we, and, and talking about it before, like the top six teams are the top six teams. Mm-hmm. We will see Notre Dame back in that mix. We will see an Oklahoma, a Texas, maybe like you know there there be a couple other Oregon will get back in there, whatever. But there's eight spots in a given year, and all right, yeah, Tennessee's in one at this point in the season. They're gonna lose to either Tennessee or I mean to either Georgia or Alabama at some point in their lives. Uh, College football has done a really good job of hyping up the big games that are not playoff games. They're not bowl games even necessarily. Like you've got so many, like you've got stuff like the liter- the literally the big game, like Cal Stanford and um, like Florida, Georgia. And, mm-hmm. you know, you've got all these kind of um you've got all these kinds of games that are events in and of themselves that are, you know, they're just a game on the schedule. Otherwise, like they're not anything in terms of like a school having to be good enough to get to that game. But that game is a, a big enough draw and winning that game means enough that that, you know, that's as much as it takes. Like, that can be a good season for you. Like, if you are, as a as a Florida fan, if they beat Georgia, I feel great about that. That's a fairly successful season <laughs> at that point. Like, independent of how good Georgia is, like, obviously that is an accomplishment in and of itself the past couple of years. But, like, just at, as a default situation, like, that is a big game. That is a calendar, you know, put a pin in it game. And so if you win, it's fun. If you lose, it's not fun. But, like, there is a thing like that to look forward to every year, which other sports don't really have the same way. Like, other sports are so playoff-focused that if you you are a fan of one of those teams that isn't going to get there because there's only so many spots, it does get to be sort of a slog. As you were saying that, though, I I was thinking just about how – it's been a long time since Sunderland and Newcastle were in the same league. <laughs> but yeah, I I don't care about English soccer. I care about Sunderland. And I care 
if Sunderland is in the Premier League, I, I care not about them getting to the Champions League or God winning the actual league. I care about them beating Newcastle. I care about right. I, I also care about Newcastle suffering just in general. I want those exactly. bastards yeah. I want them to suffer. Right. And um, I on some and it's awesome. psychological level. It is awesome when the team that you already hate gets bought by the Saudis. <laughs> that kicks ass. I oh, recommend yeah. it a million percent. It's great. <laughs> My team is owned by a rich fail son of the of Julia Louis Dreyfus's cousin. Um that is like, a very six degrees of Kevin Bacon sort of it <laughs> super is, happening there. It super is and it rules and I will occasionally tweet at her to ask her to like, you know, show some support and she has yeah. never ever responded. Um of course. Makes um, sense. No offense. Yeah. No, and like for it, it, but it beats the piss out of when it was a reclusive American billionaire who like decided to like stop spending eventually, and that's why, um, that's why the Netflix series happened, because uh, that guy like just murdered the club essentially um, by defunding it. Um, anyway, that's a different kind of football. There was also the Australian football grand final that we won't talk about because it's not a football podcast and also that game sucked um just a just an ass kicking um <laughs> i can't tell you much about australian football but i can tell you that it was it was like 102 to 53 or something 122 oh. to 53 oh, no. let's see what was the score here afl grand final Hopefully the women will put on a better show when they get to theirs. Yeah, uh, Geelong beat Sydney Swans um, 133 to 52. Wow. See, now I have to say uh, on the subject, though, I I love the concept of the AFL because it's a little bit like, um, it is a little bit like the Dutch of sports. I don't know if you, like if you listen to someone speak Dutch, if you are a native English speaker and you listen to someone <laughs> speak Dutch, Dutch is, is linguistically close enough that it just kind of makes you feel like you have been, been given hallucinogens. Like your brain identifies enough of the sounds that you're like, I know what's happening, except I absolutely don't. And that's kind of how it feels. The, the few times that I have watched any AFL, that's kind of the experience of like, I feel like I should know what's going on, but I really don't. And it's a little bit like being on drugs, but like not in a bad way. Yeah. There's, um, well, now Aaron judges up and I've lost my train of thought. Hallucinogenic Dutch English. There is, um, thank you. Thank you, Keelan. There is an Australian <laughs> podcast that I listen to. Um, called Bunta Vista. It's a comedy podcast. Um, it's it's right up my alley and probably the alley of anyone who really likes absurdism. They, they read news stories and uh, laugh at the concept of things like Cincinnati chili, uh, Pittsburgh <laughs> toilets, and all the rest. Um, it's a delightful <laughs> show. Uh, but one of, the, one of their recurring segments is a real disdain for the Dutch. Uh, the Dutch must be watched closely and and are possibly and and I now notice that there's a Van Gogh behind you. I don't know why it took me uh, talking about the Dutch to to bring yeah um, so definite crossover there, there and I'm interested if if maybe the the culture clash i've yeah uh we'll we'll have to explore this all right, let's go to the Netherlands. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Netherlands, Australia, not a football podcast is on tour everywhere. We'll tell Grace and bring her along. People from um, Australia remind me of like the Southerners of the world. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they are. 100%. Yes, but you're right. They, they literally, are. But also, <laughs> yeah. They literally yeah. are. Literally, but, but culturally. also like, philosophically. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. You are our, our resident southerner here so i am yes please please um, explain so they're like pretty friendly and this is a stereotype totally this is based off my small sample size of australians that i've met pretty friendly like to have fun 
but occasionally say things that you're like, what? Um, I'll give you an example. I was in uh, Bali and there were some Australian tourists there and they were super nice, like chatty with us the whole time. Um, I was sick probably from drinking the water or something. And the first thing, um, the lady, the Australian, she was like a mom with her like sons and her husband. She was like, oh, you're not pregnant, are you? And I was like, nope, I don't think so. Nope. And it was just very like, oh, God, please don't bring this up. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. that's just a thing you don't F anyone. Yeah. 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 No, but that is definitely a conversation I can imagine having at like a church potluck or something in the South. Yeah. Where like that is, that is, there's a little gossip. Yeah. 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 That is, they're speculating. Yeah. Somebody's Aunt Mabel decides that, oh, well, maybe that's why. And suddenly that's the conversation. (laughs) Yeah. It's a little intrusive. What do you think is the Australian Waffle House? Great question. Australian Waffle Great House. I need, I need to know now. Do they, do they have an equivalent of like a Waffle House index? There is there a petition. Disasters? There's a petition to bring Waffle House to Australia. Sure. Yes. I mean, I do feel like there's an appropriate. Let's work uh, on like target New Jersey there. first. Uh, look, if I could get a Waffle House in California, I would really never, ever have a reason to leave. And it would just bring me an amount of joy I can't quite explain. Just go to spring training. Yeah, you should do that. that I do. And I... Arizona is technically California during spring training. At least uh, the yeah, Phoenix I mean, metro is area is. There's like <laughs> I-10 is just like just a corridor from LA to, to Phoenix that just becomes California proper for like a five mile buffer along the way uh, throughout the I mean, the it's also hour. like an hour and 15 minute flight. So yeah, it, it makes it very easy. I like I Arizona. Just, I just want to like... be able to go down the block and <laughs> get my Waffle House. Actually, I like that. I I like that Arizona has like, and it's been a, a while since I've been. It's been a while since I've been anywhere. Um, the Arizona has like, yeah. lots of like northeastern staples like that that you see in like Florida because yeah, that's where everybody either ever you know either it's the snowbirds or it's people who that's you know grandma retires to uh, Palm Beach or whatever, and but still wants to like go to her place. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure that that's why Wawa's in Florida, and like. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, much, much to my family's delight, let me say. Oh, it would be to anyone's delight. I do not drive often enough across to New Jersey to to take advantage of the proximity of the Wawa. When I when I was uh, when I was grow well when I was younger, so when I was like I don't know high school age probably. We would go to visit my great grandmother in New Jersey, and my grandmother and my great grandmother had like a little bit of a contentious relationship. So uh, my grandma would be like, "I need to like get some air." So every morning we would go to Wawa to get coffee, and my nana would be like, "I could make coffee here," and my grandma would be like, "No, no, no, it's fine." So we had an excuse to leave the house for twenty minutes to go down the street and get coffee at Wawa and like grab a bagel or whatever before going back and uh, stealing ourselves for the rest of the day with my Nana. This, this is also the purpose that Dunkin Donuts serves in Massachusetts. It's not that like Massachusetts people love donuts and coffee that much. It's that they all want to get away from everybody else in Massachusetts all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Like at Dunkin Donuts, you don't have to talk to anybody else. Like you just, it's too small. Mile markers. Did you see the the story about the town in Massachusetts? I think it was Stowe that lost its Dunkin' Donuts. How? They all closed. So, I, like the Boston radio know. station sent a reporter out there, and it went viral. And the the it, it's just 
perfect, pure Massachusetts. These people just like talking about their. There's, there's their quite thing. a few Dunkin' Donuts corpses in Chicago as well. A lot of them are in train stations. Like some train stations used to have a Dunkin' Donuts, and then I guess it just got abandoned, or I don't know. Mm. I was like, "What happened here? I need to what's, know." What's the spookiest chain for that? For being abandoned, probably Popeyes because they have that little ghost balcony at the top. Oh yeah, the, that would be decorative. Weird. Yeah, mm. yeah. Chuck E. Cheese weird. would be scary. Oh, Chuck E. Cheese, one hundred percent. If, if Chuck E. Cheese counts, absolutely. Anything with an animatronic, like, no. That's I, did, yeah, I, I took I think, a little liberty with that I think animatronics is a, is a different category. <laughs> Kill it with fire category. Pizza uh, Hut Mc- is the least threatening. Pizza Hut is the least threatening. McDonald's, if it's an old school McDonald's with, like, a grimace or something, <laughs> like, in the corner, that would be well, terrifying. Yeah, the, the Ronald on the bench. Yeah, yeah. If you've got any of that in there, that's creepy. Okay, so you know that that saves us from talking about Iowa football, giant and creepy <laughs> things. Um, I guess we already did because they ruined our gambling. Um, classic Iowa, ruining everything. All right, so so this week we're gonna get away from Iowa's bad vibes, and we will um, we will peruse the pro schedule. We will not even look at the lines. We will just. Uh, See what strikes our fancy in in week four of the it is week. It's week four, yeah, yeah. It's annoying that the weeks do not line up. It, I agree, but also it helps me sort of remember, but maybe not because I was questioning it. Never mind. <laughs> anyway, and it, it this is not a football podcast. For we had a zero as well, which it, it's it's all a mess. Um, do do we have any feelings about anything right now? in the NFL. Um, Are we looking just across the entire schedule for next week? Just what, what team are we feeling good about? Good. Oh, okay. Uh, That's a different story. What team are we feeling bad about? So the, the Bucks. the Bucks. Yeah. I want to know what the hell is going on over there. Tom Brady's old and sad. I mean, he's not really old, but in football player years, he's old. No, and he looks terrible right now. Like, they are at home against Kansas City coming off a loss. Oh, yeah, no. That, what I don't if think they just, boom, and, what oh. if they just go down? I'm interested in the Browns and the Falcons. Because both are sort of a mess. And playing mm-hmm. each other. Yeah. And they both have quarterbacks that are less than desirable, but are making it work. Less than desirable for a number of reasons. Yeah, exactly. The Falcons just won a game. Right. They're not, they seem to be picking up steam. That would have been sad to lose to them. Browns did come back from that terrible Jets ending. That's true. So it could be an interesting game. It could be. I have no idea um, how how you would um, decide which of those teams you prefer. Um, I am interested Falcons. in Bengals Dolphins too. All right, so you're gonna you're gonna say Falcons on this. I am. All right. How's Joe Burrow doing? I haven't. I know he had a, a really rough. Threw some touchdowns yesterday. That was on the montage. There we go. Yeah, yesterday Thanks. was was much better. Are you rooting for anyone, Britt? Or is that just are you um, Dolphins? It, this is the funny thing, right? I, I am I am the child of Dolphins fans, but did not really acquire that particular allegiance. Um, That's fair. And I like I like Joe Burrow a lot. Um, I also have weird childhood fondness for the Bengals because I just thought they were neat as a small child. Uh, when they were playing the Niners all the time. Because <laughs> they were Tigers, and I just thought that was fun. That all is right. fun. Yeah, they got those stripes. All right, so we got stripy yeah. Tigers. We got stripy birds. Kind of. Yeah. Falcons. <laughs> I also... Stripy birds. Stripy birds. This is also my bias 
coming through. But the Titans-Colts game is a divisional game. I don't feel good about it for the Titans, but we'll see. Traditionally, the Colts upset the Titans. The Colts and there's not much to in, upset. No, and the Colts yeah. are also in such a weird spot right now, too, though. That, yeah. Like, that that feels like much more of a toss-up than... Um, like, I don't know, because they're coming would off... usually be true. They're coming off that KC defeat, though. So... Yeah. And that was kind of an upset, even though KC's yeah. looked meh. Yeah, that's but the weird thing about where things are them. right now. There's there's a lot of meh going around. There is a lot of meh. <laughs> so how do we translate that meh into what we're picking? We like stripy tigers. We feel good immediately about stripy tigers. We feel like we feel good about the Falcons. I feel better about the Falcons than the Browns. But Yeah, agreed. But I don't do know. we do we want to stay with that game or go with one that we feel more strongly about, like the Titans? I can. We can do both. <laughs> All right, let's uh, do both. Falcons, <laughs> the Falcons, the Titans. I feel like the Colts and the are Bengals. We are Titans, we are riding through that uh, um, chunk of. Well, it's Cincinnati and Atlanta, and uh, it, it's it's really touching on barbecue. Nashville too is not like that's not really where the barbecue is. Um, There's barbecue in Nashville. There is, but you need to get out of the. I mean, I I don't think Nashville is like the barbecue city. Yeah. No, like, not the I way like, like Casey or Memphis is. Right, like you can get good barbecue in the Nashville area, but you're going to be driving like half an hour out of town. Yeah. I think it is crazy. I think that's the same for Cincinnati. Like you, you got to go into Kentucky a little bit, get something good. It, I think it is crazy. I mean, to Britt's point about meh, like the divisional rankings this year are wacky. Like Tampa Bay and the Rams and the Chiefs make sense. But everything else this year makes no sense. Like Dolphins being one, Browns being one, the Jaguar. Sorry, I can't say it in the northern way. I say Jaguars. Um, they're number <laughs> one. Uh, the Eagles, the Vikings, we're an upside down world. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, no, it's very weird. Uh, I say Jaguars this, essentially the same way. So Cool, uh, good. Respect there. But yeah, I mean, it's, and, and the thing is, is that, right, like, it's early enough in the season that that all may sort of normalize in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And I kind of feel like it will, or at least most of it will. But you also, like, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe we are just in the upside down right now. Yeah. It could go, could go so many ways. Yeah. So it's a little flippy. I mean, the Broncos are pretty much tied with the Chiefs. So... Yeah, it will, and so this is the interesting thing with the Broncos, right? Is that if the Broncos, the Broncos defense is great. If the Broncos get anything resembling normal Russell Wilson, they'll have no problem. Whether they get what they think they were going to get with Russell Wilson remains to be the question. <laughs> yeah. I will say this about Russell Wilson. I was terrified of the Giants trading for him. Um. Yeah. And even in a way where like I don't I'm I'm not a, like invested in them week in and week out anymore. I didn't want that for them. Like Yeah, I in my fantasy one of my fantasy leagues, I traded him for a Actually, did I just I traded him yeah for a higher not a super high round draft pick, but a higher round draft pick and everybody was like, "Oh my god, why did you do that?" It was like can't feel good about this like honestly i know I, I would have literally uh, just dropped him and picked up another quarterback um right at this point um yeah. so i thought that was very interesting that people still see his value i mean i feel bad saying his value his value as a fantasy player as that high like he can still he can still play he's still gonna make the broncos a fine team probably a playoff team but like it, it's just it's a classic case of like, 
the small guy who gets the crap beat out of him a lot is not going to age well in the football league. Yeah. Um, no, and I think he also is so much of, oh, God, I, I'm going to resist the urge to call him a system quarterback because that's mean. But a lot of his success is a product of the specific way he was being used in Seattle under Pete Carroll. Yeah. And, yeah. And Nathaniel Hackett is uh, not Pete Carroll. Not Pete Carroll. No, I think that's a, that's a fair assessment. And the, yeah. the funny thing is, right, is that, again, I don't think he's going to be terrible or anything. Like, he's... he's He's play. He, you know, he's been playing fine. Yeah. But I, I, I think that it's just a situation where they absolutely did not need to uh, go out of their way to acquire him when there were uh, less less costly, both figuratively and literally, alternatives that eh, will probably be similarly valu- valuable at the end of it. All right, so we don't like the Broncos vibes right now. Bad vibes. Bad vibes, Bad vibes on the Broncos. Bad Who are the Broncos playing? The Raiders. The Raiders mm. are zero three. They're the only team yeah. that hasn't won a single game in the NFL right now. So that's that's and, really dueling bad vibes in that scenario right there. Yeah, they might be due. This might be their chance. <laughs> yeah, I think they are. They're at home. They're playing a team they hate. Uh, they're pissed off. They lost to the Titans by only they lost two. to an zero and two team. Uh, yeah, by two points. So I yeah. mean, I feel like that's they're brutal. they're like we're coming. We're all right. Raiders. That's easy. Bengals. That was easy. We feel the vibes. We'll throw the Falcons on there. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying they'll win, but I'm saying I like. I feel them reasonably good about it, though. Most Maybe of the, the, I feel they like could, they could be underdogs to the Browns. They probably should be. Fuck the Browns. Yeah, exactly. That's the other part of this. All my homies Fuck hate the, the Browns. Browns. <laughs> right, exactly. All right, so Raiders, Bengals, Falcons. I feel better about the Falcons' vibes because fuck the Browns. Correct. All right. Talking myself into Atlanta Falcons vibes. That's and something that's happening. <laughs> on this if, if you're wrong, you can blame it on me. Because I'm fully going off vibes. Okay. Did we have, a, did we have another? To the Browns for being so putrid that the Atlanta Falcons are uh, unquestionable vibes champions over them. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. Redemption of the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, did we? Did we? Um, oh, yeah. We wanted KC against stupid ass Tom Brady. That's great vibes. Yeah. Are you not, Kayla? I saw your face there. No. So Do I need I'm to still... talk you into this more? Well, I have to step back a little. So okay. this is a weird loop-de-loop thing. So. Interesting. Let's go. <laughs> okay, anyway, sorry. I was going on a different, uh, like a Pepe de Silva pathway here. Um, so I will step back from that. But what about Tom Brady? Already, he should have retired. I think we all knew it, but like, right. he was, this he is was really sad. sad. <laughs> it's really sad to watch. Like, even he knew. Um, I think imagine that retiring it's... and going home to your family and being like, oh my God, screw these people. I got to go back. Like, that's true. <laughs> it, it is really awesome of him, though. I think it's the greatest thing that he's ever done. Uh, coming back this year, we're to, finally seeing some like hubris us, to give us him being punished for it. Yes. Yeah, right. It's, um, I've it's, never been happier to see somebody hang on for one year too long. It's like a some sort of like <laughs> fable that I hope he hangs on two years too long. Come back next year too. He'll be just like got a something to prove. Skinny little come back from, yeah. needle. Yeah, I mean, it, it really God. is. I feel like that's going to become like some kind of fable or like it reminds me of some sort of like biblical lesson. <laughs> right. It's, it's very, it's very Icarus flying too far, too close yeah. to the sun. Like, you should stop you're ahead, dude. <laughs> yeah. Ruining uh, his family to play football. And, and meanwhile, his successor in New England 
is dead. Doing a, a dance of some gritty nature. Um, <laughs> Patriots lost. They're going to beat the Packers this week, and that'll be delightful when Belichick goes into Green Bay and just shoves it up Aaron Rodgers, um, who's also old and done, and that's wonderful. And he There is no good outcome to that game. Like, sure there is. There absolutely no, is. No, but there's not, though, because I don't want any of those people to succeed. That's the problem. <laughs> oh, I want the Patriots to be extremely good every year. I find it all, I find it way more entertaining when, um, when there's, I'm sick this way, and also, um, <laughs> but, like, I, I find them to be the most compelling villain. Um, so I, I want them I, to, I, see, yeah, this is the thing. Belichick. Fine. He's, he, he has leaned into the villain thing sufficiently that I can be on board with it. The issue is Brady. Like, obviously he's not there anymore, but I think the issue for a long time was Brady and <laughs> that he, he refuses to accept the fact that people just don't fucking like him. Like right. lean into it, dude, just lean right. into it. And now, and now the New England Patriots are free from that bullshit and can be what they have been destined to be under Bill Belichick, especially I, I, as he becomes an old man, like, which Mac is Jones, the perfect Al Davis Raiders. Well, Mac Jones, I think you probably saw, he has like a pretty bad ankle injury, so he'll I be did. out for a while. So we don't I even get that. We don't even, it won't even be him. So that'll be really that adds like another twist to the story. Who I don't nice even know who see. their backup is. I think it's Brian Hoyer. He's great. Oh, like Brian Hoyer's still around? Yes, and he is. He will be playing. Holy cow. Okay, you know what? I'm on board. I'm in. Yeah. I'll, I'll, take, I'll, I'll take Brian Hoyer over uh Aaron Rodgers. I'm fine with that. <laughs> Brian Hoyer's parents, uh Julie and Axel. That's, That's a turn. I was Axel. not expecting that. <laughs> Axel's a sweet name. Yeah. I'm I'm supporting this. The New England Patriots and their <laughs> Axel. <laughs> they put Axel Axel Hoyer's son with the super serum. Let loose. It's so much more fun when he's a cartoon character villain and not like coaching a nine and eight team. Like let's let's lean into it. Yeah. And and we will lean into um not betting on that game because it's not one of the ones that we said. Uh we got we got the Raiders, the Bengals, the Falcons, and Kansas City, and that's plenty. We will save we will save banking on uh Bill Belichick's evil powers for another <laughs> week um, on Not A Football <laughs> Podcast. I'm Jesse. That's Keelan and Britt. They are awesome. Uh, we love y'all and see you next time. Hell yeah.